pastor, author, friend Eugene Peterson says, every listener approaches a sermon with two questions. Is there a story? And am I in it? If you don't mind, today I'd just like to share a few stories. And I'm hoping that along the way you'll find yourselves in them. The stories will gather around a single line towards the back of the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 23. The last words, the grand finale, so to speak, like, goes like this. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I'm not sure where you're at right now. I'm not sure what's stirring in your heart. But I thought maybe a few of you might need to know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I'm thinking of the first-year college student whose graduation was canceled and prom was canceled and spring sports went the way of all flesh, whose parents dropped them off with a mask and a prayer on into the rest of their lives currently covered in COVID concerns, so the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I'm thinking of the parents who are making or have made decisions about their child's experience in school this fall. Administrators are working hard. Teachers are flexing like Olympic gymnasts. But mom and dad and anyone else making these decisions is trying to figure out not just how to keep their kid from getting sick, but rather to urge their kid towards thriving. So the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I'm thinking of the business person whose job requires them to be attentive to the bottom line, but whose heart wakes them up every morning with the employee on their mind, the single dad who's trying to get the kids off to school this fall, the school he hopes happens so that he can get to the job he hopes he still has. So the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. That's how Paul ends the book of Philippians. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, which is a mere image to the way he began the book of Philippians, which suggests to me it's all held together in grace. Not just the book of Philippians, but all of it, all of us, and you too, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I googled the word grace and got back, and I quote, about 1.1 billion links. Google stopped counting, and we're in need of every link of grace offered to us, so the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Theologians have exhausted themselves trying to wrap their minds around God's heart as it's revealed in Scripture. They've, they've categorized grace into two camps. There's common grace, they say, and then there's special grace, they suggest. Common grace, made available to any and all, simply because you are, simply because you exist. Grace, created in the image of God, living in the theater of God's glory we call creation. It's grace, in distinction from special grace, which is the action of the Holy Spirit in a person's life, drawing them closer to the person of Christ and into faith in Christ, and then sent out into a broken world as Christ's ambassadors for good news, grace, 
Call it what you want. Listen to this. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Different than mercy, mercy is God's withholding of some sort of punishment or judgment that we frankly probably would otherwise deserve. Mercy, we pray, Lord, have mercy withhold the judgment. Different than grace. Grace is the active, present, offering, participation, inspiring us towards goodness and faith and love and hope. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Uh, the, the, the verse reminds me of the story of Charles Finney. Charles Finney was one of the evangelists, better known evangelists of the Great Awakening. Uh, he was an ardent atheist He would go to church for the social and economic benefits of going to church, but he had no faith. Uh, He was once pressured by a group of Christians as to why he wouldn't believe. His response uh, was something like, I've heard you Christians pray for revival. Either God is deaf, God is dead, or God doesn't like you all that much. That was the heart of Charles Finney. He was a lawyer. He had a a library full of law books. He noticed so many of the law books pointed back to one book, the Law of Moses. So he bought a Bible as an academic exercise, but it began to haunt him, began to confound his spirit. He went out into the woods and there was drawn into faith in Christ Jesus. Grace drawing him close, grace active grace, pursuing grace, inviting the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Finney and I might disagree on a few theological realities, but the grace invitation remains now for you too. Grace to you, parent. Grace to you, single mom, trying to figure it out. Grace to you, school administrator or teacher or student walking into the fall with lots of questions. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. The active, inspiring, offering, participating reality of God's generosity in your life. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The apostle, this is not just some sort of impotent, Kindness offered by a passerby who really doesn't want to involve themselves in your life. Rather, this is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The fundamental creed of the Christian faith, the basic confession of Christianity, Jesus Christ is Lord, which is a statement of profound courage in a world of chaos, a statement of deep assurance in a world filled with questions, a statement of great hope in a world of deep despair, the grace of the Lord The Lord who spoke the world into existence with a word is the one who offers grace. The one who winked and the Great Lakes waters became fresh, who whispered and Great Lakes sand embraced the unsalted ocean we love. The Lord, it's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not some wishful offering of kindness, but rather the active presence of the Lord of the universe. Uh, This past week, Kristen and I and our four girls had the unspeakable gift of a week in a cottage on Lake Makatawa. We enjoyed absolutely every minute of our time there. It was 
incredible. I'd rise early in the morning to watch the sun come up over the beautiful water. The cottage also had access to Lake Michigan, so every day, mostly all day, uh, we'd swim in the 74 degree temperatures of that beautiful lake. On Wednesday night, I invited some friends to join me. There were three of them. We were sitting on the back deck looking at the lake and the sky now turned pink. The table was set with goodness. At one point after the sun had gone down out of the corner of my eye, I noticed something shooting across the sky and, and my, my friend who was with me to the left saw it too. We looked at each other. We, we shouted, wow, we, we high-fived. Our other two friends were like, what? We're like, it's a shooting star. And that opened us to an evening filled with shooting stars crossing the sky. At one point, one of them uh, who had a boat, we hopped in his boat. My two older daughters, Lydia and Tabitha, came with us. We floated through the channel. Now it's like 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I know, hashtag parenting. We get out deep into Lake Michigan. We turn off the engine. Light pollution is basically gone. We dive into Lake Michigan, clear as glass, 74 degrees. We're laying on our backs. We're looking at stars shooting across the sky. We're shouting with joy and applauding and gratitude. At first, Lydia and Tabitha thought the pressures of COVID had taken us down, and then they started joining us when they saw the stars and the comets flying past. I'm laying on my back. I'm looking at the sky alive with the vibrancy of God's glory. We hop back in the boat. We float through the channel. It was only appropriate. My friend turned on the song American Pie. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. We sang the whole way. All of Lake Mac heard us. Said goodbye to my friends. I stood on the cement wall overlooking Lake Mac and the brilliance of the sky. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ is Lord. The grace of that Lord, the Lord of the sky, the Lord of the stars, the Lord of the comet shooting across the sky and the sun rising and the sun setting, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Your spirit. Your spirit first-year college student trying to figure out the rest of your life with a mask and six feet and hand sanitizer. Your spirit. Parent. Worried about your kid. Your spirit. Business person with decision fatigue casting vision into the darkness. Your spirit friend of mine who's dogged by depression, your spirit, friend of mine who knows a deep anxiety that shows up as anger, your spirit, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. When Paul uses the word spirit, he's not sort of making some distinction between soul and body. It's actually that deep down part of you that gives life to the rest of you. That, that The spirit, the same spirit, when God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. That spirit that animates all of life, your, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, that place in you that gives life to every other part of you. Whenever you read in the Bible, I've shared this with you before, whenever you come across the word you or your in this case, our tendency is to think me, my, I. The Bible thinks us, we, ours. 
Paul's not talking about just your individual spirit, though of course that's included, but rather the, the, the collective spirit of our life together, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with y'all's spirit, your, your spirit together, your life together, that animating part of your life together, which is to say both grace conferred on the community and then made available in the community, by the community, through the community, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is why in Genesis 2, when God breathes life into the nostrils of the man and he becomes a living being, just a few verses later we read, it's not good that one should be alone. Grace in community, grace together. Can we be that kind of community? Can we be that kind of people? Marked by grace, known for grace. In a, in a, in a time when political tensions are high, can we be a place of grace? In a moment when racial tensions are real, can we be a community of grace? In a mixed up, messed up, crazy world where so many of us are at our wit's end, can we be a place of grace? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And then as a community, let's, let's offer it back. Let's give it away. Let's hold space with grace. I got a text last Tuesday from a friend of mine, Travis Stott. It was about four in the afternoon. He said, hey, do you have 10 or 15 minutes to talk? We had some things going on early that evening, so I texted back, how about later at night? He said, uh, sure, how about 8.30 or 9? I got the feeling from our short text exchange, he didn't want to talk about Michigan football. Uh, I married Travis and Jonna several years ago, five, six, seven years ago, maybe, out on Mac Legends. It was beautiful. They, they came to Pillar, ironically, they came to Pillar because they went to Central Park Chapel, I think it was, where they heard my dad preach. They liked it so much, they went up to him afterwards and said, where do you preach regularly? He said, well, I really don't preach regularly anymore, but you might like my boy. So they became a part of the Pillar community. I've had the privilege of baptizing their children uh, at their wedding at Mac Legends. I did what I love to do at weddings. I recited Genesis 2, the story of the first ever wedding day. And, I, and, and in the story, as it goes, the Lord God reaches into the chest cavity of the man. He snaps a rib. He pulls it out. And I reflected with Travis and John on that day. I, that must have hurt. I bet that hurt and went on to suggest that sometimes in life and marriage, things will hurt. Well, Travis texted me last Tuesday to let me know some things are hurting. Uh, Jonna was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. They've gotten good, positive, encouraging reports. The care of the doctor and the attentiveness to their hearts has been all uh, good for them. But still, cancer, it's so unpredictable. Cancer, it can be so fierce. So we talked that night and we prayed together the next day. I think it was uh, Jonna posted on Facebook communicating to a wider community of people uh, their circumstance. She was so overwhelmed 
by the outpouring of care and concern, she posted the next day, you all are amazing, my friends. Thank you. Her spirit buoyed for the journey. Her heart encouraged for the way. Their life strengthened by the community, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Can we be that kind of people? Can we be the kind of people that buoy, strengthen, support, urge, encourage? In a polarized world, be a people of grace. In a dividing world, a people of grace. In an angry, upset, divisive world, a people of grace. In a sad world, a despairing world, an emotionally uptight world, can we be a people of grace? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.